0: Welcome to this edition of Head to Head, I'm your host Cam McKinney and this is episode number 266 of the podcast and on this episode I'm talking about all the big moves that have been made so far during NBA free agency. Let's start it off with the big names off the board point guard Kyrie Irving is going back to the Dallas Mavericks on a three-year, $126 million deal. Dallas was always going to be forced to pay Irving the minute they traded for the troubled point guard. The real question is, how does Luka Doncic feel about the direction of the franchise? Would anyone be surprised if the Mavs are underachieving in the middle of this season and Doncic wants out? And what's weird about this situation is the Dallas Mavericks The used to be great about building around one true superstar. They had Dirk Nowitzki, and each and every year they were winning 50 games. They were making the playoffs. They won an NBA championship. Maybe they should have won more, but I really liked how the team was run during the Dirk years. During the Luka years, they've been inconsistent. They made the Western Conference Finals, but now they've taken a huge step back, and it was embarrassing how last season ended. The Mavs were 5-11 with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. It goes without saying, they need to be way better than that. And then I did want to mention what's going on with guard James Harden. The situation is, he opted into his $35 million deal, and now wants out of Philly to go to possibly the LA Clippers. I don't know what Harden wants. He's becoming a journeyman player. It's not good for his overall legacy. I'm over both him and Kyrie. I know they are generational talents, but they're not worth the headaches and teams need to start realizing that. They are both constantly in the headlines for all the wrong reasons. Yes, Harden may say he wants to win a championship but every single move he makes says otherwise. He doesn't want to be with a team very long. He wants to go to a team and instantly win. That's not how the NBA works. Yes, it didn't work in Brooklyn. It hasn't worked in Philly. I think he should stay with the 76ers. He's got Joel and. Philadelphia gives him the best chance to win. I just think he wants another huge long-term deal, and he knows the 76ers are not going to give it to him next offseason. It feels like what Harden wanted to happen was for him to opt out and then get a massive contract from the Houston Rockets, while the Rockets, which I'll talk about in a minute, gave their money to other players. Like every NBA offseason, there are very good players who get overpaid, and this year. There is no exception. Forward Jeremy Grant is returning to the Portland Trailblazers on a five year, $160 million deal. Point guard Fred Van Fleet is leaving the Toronto Raptors and signing with the Houston Rockets for three years, $130 million. The team also added Dylan Brooks, who became a bit controversial last year. They gave him four years, $80 million. And Bruce Brown leaves the Nuggets for the Pacers for two years, $45 million. Let's start with Jeremy Grant. He's the one I'm most puzzled by. Star point guard Dame Lillard has officially asked to be traded for for the franchise, and even with Lillard on the roster, they are barely a top 15 NBA team. I like Jeremy Grant when he was a role player for the Denver Nuggets. I don't think of this guy as a star NBA player. I think of him as a role player, and $150 million for him is way too much. When Grant was one of the best players on the Detroit Pistons, they weren't winning. When he's been one of the best players on the Portland Trail Blazers, they weren't winning. Inning. This is not a guy who should be one of your top three players. In the case of the Houston Rockets, because of the new CBA, they had to spend money, and you could do worse than Fred Van Fleet. But he's far from someone I would want to be my highest paid player. He's a top 10 point guard, not a top 5 point guard. Bruce Brown was very good as a role player for the Denver Nuggets, but the Pacers are paying him like a star, and that's not something night in and night out I think he is going to be. There was no real pressure on Bruce Brown. He was playing with Nikola Jokic, who was making him better, and Jamal Murray, who was taking over in the fourth quarter. I mean, the Pacers are going to need Bruce Brown to be that second option next to Tyrese Halliburton, who they just gave a max extension to. That's asking a lot from Bruce Brown, who's really only been, like, what, the seventh guy on every team he's played with? He was on the Nets when they had Kyrie KD and Harden. Yes, you can say it's a short commitment, but it's a lot of money. I want to turn my attention to the Milwaukee Bucks, who are bringing back Chris Middleton on a three-year, $102 million deal, who when healthy is one of the best 3 point shooters in the league, and when they won a ring, was their closer in the fourth quarter. This is risky, banking on the fact that at some point, he will have to be his old self and consistent. The worry is that Middleton only plays good in flashes and will continue to deal with injury issues. The Bucs are also bringing back starting center Brooke Lopez on a two-year $48 million deal. I just feel like Milwaukee needs to shake up that roster a bit. Yeah, you were the number one seed in the East last year. That's great. But the Miami Heat, a number eight seed, beat you in five games. Just changing head coaches isn't enough. This roster needs a shake up. I love Giannis Drew Holiday and chris middleton but that's not enough they need to do more to amp up this roster let's talk about the free agent signing i like the least the golden state warriors re-signing draymond green for four years 100 million dollars and i don't hate green as a player but when the dubs won the finals last year we were praising their youth movement now they are doubling down on their veterans and just brought in 38 year old point guard chris paul Personally, I would have kept Jordan Poole and let Draymond Green walk. This just feels like they are keeping him because that's what Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Steve Kerr want. Yes, those guys don't want it to end because they've been with this guy through the dynasty. But what does Draymond Green add on the basketball court is no longer worth $100 million. He's no longer making all-star games. He's no longer in the discussion for defensive player of the year. He's more known for talking on his podcast and giving his opinions and acting like the Warriors are going to win every game, even though they can no longer win on the road. You don't know what Jordan Poole's ceiling is going to be. Next year, he could become a 25-point-per-game scorer. I know what Draymond Green is. He's not going to rise his game. He is at the back end of his career. It's a bad decision for the Warriors to keep Draymond Green. I understand the thinking that you should keep the dynasty intact, but I don't think Draymond Green is the most important thing in this dynasty. And then what? Next offseason, are you going to give Clay Thompson a max contract, even if he continues to play at an inconsistent level? Steph Curry is the current best player on the Golden State Warriors, and the second best player is Andrew Wiggins. It's not Klay Thompson, and it's certainly not Draymond Green. And it could have had the potential to be Jordan Poole, to pick Draymond Green over Jordan Poole is indefensible. And I get it. We love that the Warriors are spending so much money. They spent so much money on everyone. Last offseason, they gave Jordan Poole a boatload of money. And now a year later, you're going to give that money to Draymond Green. It's one thing to spend a lot of money. It's another thing to spend it stupidly. And that's what I believe the Warriors are doing now. This is not a good sign and in year 2 of this contract, it might become one of the worst contracts in the NBA because his stats are going to get worse. He's not going to get much better offensively, and who knows defensively what's going to happen to Draymond Green. This is a reward for what he's done in the past, more so than what he's going to do in the future, and those kind of contracts in the NBA are always a mistake. Well, I've talked about teams that have added lots of talent. Let's talk about a team that's losing some of its core and that That's the Miami Heat, who lose guard gave Vincent to the Lakers, who signed for three years, $33 million, and Max Strauss to the Cleveland Cavaliers, who signed for four years, $65 million. This is a team that just made it all the way to the NBA Finals. Now, there is a belief Pat Riley is going to make a big swing that could be bringing in Dame Lillard. But if that doesn't happen, the Miami Heat are in trouble. Yes, they would still have Jimmy Butler, Tyler here and Bam Adebayo, but a lot of the guys that helped them make the NBA Finals was Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, and Max Strauss. Those guys overperformed. If they don't get Dame Lillard, they're going to have to fill those holes somehow. And yes, they just signed Josh Richardson, who's a very good player. That's a nice piece. But the Miami Heat are going to have to replace guys that helped lead them to the NBA Finals. It's a number 8 seed. I mean, we're all thinking the Miami Heat are going to be better next season. That might not necessarily be the case. Yes, bringing in Dame Lillard, I would obviously vote on them being a better team. But that's not a given. There's talk that Portland wants to get the best deal possible, and maybe Miami just doesn't have enough. Do the Portland Trailblazers want the Tyler Hero contract? And if it's Miami or nothing for Dame Lillard, are the Trailblazers going to give him what he wants? He doesn't have a no trade clause like Bradley Beal had. Dame Lillard really doesn't have that much control in the situation. If the Miami Heat land Dame Lillard, it will most likely be because of a massive three-team trade. And if that does end up occurring, there is a real debate to be had. Are the Miami Heat better adding a major star and losing their depth on their roster? I mean, the Denver Nuggets just made and won the NBA Finals because they were one of the deepest teams in the NBA. Now, there are teams like Phoenix and possibly Miami, who are giving up their rosters to bring in star players, are they learning the wrong lessons? Should they try to be deeper teams instead of front loaded rosters? There would be some real pressure on Dame Lillard to turn the Miami Heat into NBA champions because they just made the NBA finals without him. I mean, that is putting a lot of pressure on him. I know he wants to go to a winner, he wants to be that final piece. That would be a real test, Dame Lillard with the Miami Heat, because the Heat wouldn't have much of a bench. They just lost Gabe Vinson. They just lost Max Strauss. They might end up losing Tyler Hero in this trade and other pieces to their bench. They might lose most of the roster that just led them to the NBA Finals for Dame Lillard. That's a risk, no matter how good Dame Lillard is as a player. And yes, he's a top five point guard in the league, but his one-star, player better than five role players, we might find that out next year when it comes to the Miami Heat and that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch because yes, the Miami Heat were an eight seed, although even though we learned they were much better than an eight seed in the playoffs, they made it all the way to the NBA Finals. To lose that roster and to give it up for one star player, the only thing that would make that worth it is if the Miami Heat win the NBA Finals next season. I can't imagine kyle lowry being on the same roster as dame lillard like the miami heat are going to have a major reshaping if they add dame lillard the trade would turn them into a cinderella story into heavy favorites that would be scrutinized all season long is that what the miami heat really want out of this situation we're about to find out because if they pull off this deal That's what's going to happen. All of the pressure would be on Dame Lillard, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo to form a big three that's good enough to lead the team to the NBA Finals and to win the NBA Finals. I mean, this is a team that is the number eight seed beat the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, and the New York Knicks. And they would be giving up most of that team to get Dame Lillard. That is real pressure that not enough people are talking about. I mean, there would be all the pressure. In the world for Dame Lillard to deliver a championship to Miami, it would be reminiscent of Shaquille O'Neal joining the Miami Heat back in the day. The minute the Heat brought in Shaq, there were championship aspirations, and this would be the same thing. All of the pressure would be on Dame Lillard to be that veteran who brings Miami a championship. And this is a guy who's never been to the NBA finals, he's only been as far as the Western Conference finals. One of the teams getting the most praise for what they're doing during free agency has been the LA Lakers. They are keeping their team intact. They've kept the players they traded for mid-season. Rui Hachimura signs for three years $51 million. D'Angelo Russell, two years $37 million. And they've signed Austin Reeves, a young player that shined last season, to a four-year $56 million deal to add to the addition of Gabe Vincent. Rob Palenka has suddenly turned the LA Lakers into one of the deepest rosters in the league. They have LeBron and AD and have surrounded them with enough talent to compete for a title next season. This is what I'm talking about. The Lakers have learned from the Denver Nuggets that to compete and to win in the playoffs, you need to have a super deep roster. It wasn't working when they tried to form a big free with LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook. They've learned from that mistake. They didn't have a deep roster. Now they are 10 deep. They have multiple players capable of scoring double-digit points a game. It's not about having three guys score 25 points anymore. It's about having one of the deepest rosters in the league. And that's why I would put the Lakers as one of the heavy favorites to win the title next season. They have LeBron James, who of course has that finals experience. Anthony Davis won the NBA Finals as well with LeBron James. They have enough on this roster to survive one of those injury stints for LeBron or AD if those guys miss some time. Now they don't have enough to survive the missing significant time but LeBron could miss five games next season. Five to ten to fifteen games next season and I could still see the Lakers winning 55 plus games. They are an exciting roster. Austin Reeves is a young player who's only going to get better. Rui Hachimura was a perfect fit for the Lakers. D'Angelo Russell was up and down with the Lakers. I suspect he'll become more consistent with them as time goes on. Gabe Vinson is coming off making the NBA Finals with the Miami Heat. He's a guy who understands his role. The Lakers have wisely decided to go this route instead of making some blockbuster trade for Dame Lillard or James Harden. That's not the way they should be going because a big free of LeBron and AD and Harden or Lillard would get all the headlines. We'd be talking about that day in and day out, but at the end of the day, that wouldn't end up winning NBA championship because they would be a top-heavy team with free superstar players and no bench help. Now they are stacked. They have a stacked lineup. They have one of the best lineups in the league, and Rob Palenka has been able to build that really fast because all through last season they weren't very deep. They tried that big free of LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook, and it just wasn't working. And then mid-season they made that trade. They became a deeper team, and they went deep in the playoffs. And I'll say it, I believe the Lakers are going to be better than the top-heavy Phoenix Suns next year. Think of it on paper, the Suns have four really good players, Durant, Booker, Ayton, and Beal, but the Lakers have two future Hall of Famers and they go 10 deep on their bench. They have more options to go against a team like the Phoenix Suns. They are in competition with the Denver Nuggets. I believe the Lakers will be a top three seed in the Western Conference next season. Yes, at the end of the day, star power still matters in the NBA, but what also matters is putting together a deep roster. You need more than five really good players to win the NBA Finals. You need guys to step up, and that's something that the Denver Nuggets had. Bruce Brown stepped up during the NBA Finals, and that's what got him a massive contract. Gabe Vincent stepped up for the Miami Heat to help them get Yet to the NBA Finals. And these teams with one star player are getting the job done. Jimmy Butler led his team to the NBA Finals. Nikola Jokic led his team to an NBA championship. You don't need to have a big three anymore. You need one superstar and a really deep roster. In the coming weeks, all of the talk is going to be about where does James Harden and Dame Lillard end up? Here's my hot take. Wherever they end up, Neither of those guys is going to win an NBA championship. Let's look at the Clippers if they get James Harden. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden. That's not enough to win. Kawhi Leonard is the only one of that trio who has won anything in the NBA. Paul George doesn't play enough games. Kawhi Leonard doesn't play enough games. And James Harden would definitely become frustrated by that fact. Him going to the Clippers makes absolutely no sense to me. and again, if Dame Lillard goes to the Miami Heat, I think there will be a ton of pressure for him to produce and help them win the NBA Finals. I think Brooklyn makes more sense for Dame Lillard than the Miami Heat. He could still be the best player on a team. That team would be deep. They have young players like Cam Johnson. They have a really good roster. Hopefully, they could keep Mikael Bridges. I would love that trio of Dame Lillard, Cam Johnson, and Mikael Bridges. That to me is a better landing spot for Dame Lillard than the Miami Heat. For Harden, he just needs to go somewhere to end his career and play for a team for the next three to four years. I need you to stop moving from place to place because it isn't working out. You're not producing in the playoffs. One playoff game against the Boston Celtics, you score 40. The next night, you're invisible. I'm sick and tired of the James Harden act. He's not going to be one of the best players on a team that wins the NBA Finals. We've seen it time and time again. It's not going to happen for him in Philly and it's not going to happen to him anywhere else. Most of the big free agents are off the board but as we're seeing, some big stars are going to be moved in the weeks ahead. Right now, I think the winner of the offseason is Rob Palenka and the LA Lakers. Getting the job done, keeping their players intact and having one of the deepest rosters in the NBA. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head, I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please rate, review, and subscribe.